You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Thursday, December 28th, just a few days away from the Kansas City Chiefs Week 17 matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Before we get going, I know the podcast schedule has been a, a little all over the place this week for Arrowhead Pride. Uh, it's been tough navigating everybody's holiday schedules, and we want to make sure our team here at AP gets plenty of time off to spend with their families because that's what's really important, even uh, in the middle of football season. We're still bringing you plenty of content, but just want to update the schedule real quick before we get going. Uh, there's going to be no Arrowhead Pride Editor show coming up on Monday, New Year's Day. Um, I know we didn't have one this week either. It's been a hectic schedule, like I mentioned, but they'll, they'll be back after the new year so. Uh, I know you guys will be missing your marinated takeaways and the uh, the sweet tones of Pete Sweeney and John Dixon, but they will be back, I promise, before the end of the season. And then no Arrowhead Pride report tomorrow, so this will be how we're just going to kind of wrap up the week, and we still got some other shows coming out later on this week to highlight the Chiefs matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. So be on the lookout for all that stuff, and let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Uh, Sween, week 17, uh, we got some fantasy championships to go win and hopefully the chiefs bounce back after their worst performance of the season in week 16 against the Raiders. Yeah. A little bit later of a report this week, since we didn't really have any media with the, the Monday game. So we had our first media since that post game presser yesterday. And uh, you can just feel the frustration, I think uh, from both Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid, and they're, they're basically saying what they've said for 15 or 16 weeks as far as fixing and cleaning and continuing to work. And, you know, at a certain point, sure, I know that's going to annoy some fans, but and the other, you know, the other side of it, it, it's what else can they say? I mean, they just really have to keep trying to work through it and see if they can't figure this thing out in these final two games. And 
look, sun, you know, Sunday's important for seeding and, and just trying to get some confidence behind you. This is not a confident football team right now, and I think you want to build some of that ahead of the playoffs. Yeah, and it, it's just – it's strange, Pete, because we've seen even in the Mahomes era, like we've seen this team have some lows and it just doesn't feel like they've ever been as low as they are right now. And we're seeing right. it week after week. And it's obviously after that performance against the Raiders, it's hard to feel confident in this Chiefs team right now. And I think a lot of people are at the point where they're like, this is not a Super Bowl caliber team season's over like we're gonna get to the playoffs and we're just gonna lose to a better team in the afc and honestly it's hard not to feel that way right now when you see what the chiefs are putting on the field week after week i mean we're we're headed into week 17 and i i, I just don't see how you could feel better about this chiefs team than you did a month ago no uh you gotta feel pretty bad uh and and it was palpable, like I said yesterday. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes spoke to the media. We did enter the locker room briefly, but uh, in the local, in the open locker room period for local media, hardly any offensive players were in there. I think we saw Juwan Taylor come in quickly to uh, you know, grab something from his locker, and, and then he ended up leaving. And so the only voice we really heard during yesterday, yesterday's media availability was of Patrick Mahomes. So these guys, I, I think. You know, their lack of statements or wanting to talk and, and all that means, you know, they're, they're back to, to work. We did hear Travis Kelsey on the podcast essentially complain about everybody, really. I mean, including himself, he, he kind of said that he's not playing well and the rest of the players have been out of sync and not playing well and they need to put more work in. And so we anticipate they'll do that this week. Uh, I, I think we can safely say this, knock on wood, I, it would be hard for the offense to look any worse than it did against the Las Vegas Raiders. And so... Let's see how they can improve from last week's uh, terrible performance. And it might be tough as, you know, it, it felt like the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago were kind of turning a corner and getting healthy right. with the injuries. And now all of a sudden the injury report is as long as it's been at, at any point this year. Uh, tackle right. Donovan Smith still not at practice on Wednesday dealing with the neck injury. Isaiah Pacheco's in the concussion protocol. And still listed with that shoulder uh, cleanup issue that he had uh, a couple of weeks ago. He did not practice on Wednesday. I think he's obviously going to be the biggest one to watch ahead of this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Kadarius Tony out of practice again with a hip injury. Legarius Sneed not in practice on Wednesday with a calf injury. That's going to be obviously something to monitor here, too, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Jalen Watson was out of practice on Wednesday dealing with an illness. So, Several key players that uh, you want to pay attention to ahead of this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Chiefs could be shorthanded on Sunday. Yeah, these are all uh, injuries uh, to kind of watch here. Uh, you, you know, going through them really quickly, the Chiefs are on a short week, so they go from playing on Monday evening when Isaiah Pacheco suffered his concussion to having to play on Sunday, which is shorter than usual. Uh, some anything that players can recover from these things sometimes in seven days, but I, I think they're going to be cautious there. We've seen the NFL try to be cautious at times, you know, just depending on the, the situation in the game with concussion. And so I don't know if the Chiefs are necessarily relying on Isaiah Pacheco back for, the, for this game. Uh, you know, you're going to need Pacheco in the postseason. And so I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire can handle the load, um, which has been one of the pleasant surprises down the stretch here that Clyde has actually been so good. Quarterback Legere Seed is one to watch. Uh, when you're looking at an injury report, you never are looking to see knee, but we've just seen knee so many times with Legere Sneed that uh, he's been limited with the knee and then he'll end up playing, that type of thing. 
this is a calf injury, so that's a, a new uh, injury. And so that gives me a li- actually a little bit of a greater concern with him specifically than like a knee would. We'll see if he practices on, on Thursday. As we all know, uh, with, with Jamar Chase uh, not practicing but going to a walkthrough on Wednesday, you're going to want to have uh, Legere in the mix. Donovan Smith suffered a, a setback last week pretty clearly. He tried to practice on Thursday and then didn't practice the rest of the week, so expecting another start from Wanya Morris. Jalen Watson, you're going to need that depth potentially without Snead, but he, he just had a sickness. So you would think that by Sunday he would be okay. And then wide receiver Kadarius Tony, his his missus fourth straight practice, and this stems from the performance in which he had the the offsides. He's been dealing with a a hip issue. I wouldn't expect him necessarily back this week. One good thing for the Chiefs is McCole Hardman uh, did log full participation. He's been on injured reserve. I tend to think he's trending in the right direction to be activated. So if you don't have Tony, maybe you get Hardman back. It's also worth mentioning that guard Trey Smith was a limited participant in practice. He's listed with an ankle and a knee injury. So, uh, I mean, it it seems like he's trending in the right direction, but that could be another thing to watch for the Kansas City Chiefs. Just very banged up right now. And on the Legereus need injury, um, you saw him go down in that game against the Raiders. And obviously he was able to come back into the game, only missed a few snaps, but I would have to imagine that's where the calf injury came up and he was able to play through it. So that could still be encouraging for Snead this week, just uh, assuming he doesn't suffer any setbacks or anything in practice this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's a veteran. He's, he's kind of known how to manage injuries before. Um, I think you'll probably see him at least log some limited looks this week and he might be hit with the, the questionable tag. It might just be someone to watch on Sunday, but. That's significant. I mean, I, I don't know how much coverage it'll get, but that is worth watching, especially if there's a even a chance that, that Jamar Chase can go, even if he's a game-time decision. So we walk into Sunday, and the Snead-Chase connection are a shared game-time decision. Uh, there's going to be an advantage if one of these guys can, can suit up. Yeah, and the Jamar Chase injury, as you mentioned already, um, that's obviously what we're going to be locked into Um and Jamar Chase has historically given the Chiefs a lot of problems. Uh, obviously, he's dealing with that shoulder issue that has kept him out for uh, these last couple of weeks. And wide receiver T. Higgins has been spectacular uh, stepping in for Chase and just kind of taking over that number one wide receiver role. We know how talented he is. And so it, it comes down to, you know, if it's Chase, if it's Higgins, like, Either way, both these guys are number one caliber wide receivers, and then you factor in Legereus Sneed dealing with a calf injury. It could set up for a really tough matchup on Sunday, especially after the Chiefs just had a huge letdown performance against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and they, they just have to get that back on track. I, I know that we can analyze what, what's been happening. Um, everything was wrong with the offense last week. Um, you can tell everyone's taking blame. Uh, Patrick Mahomes even said he, he might have been drifting back uh, a little bit. Uh, the offensive line very clearly was a mess to start the game and could never really recover. And I think by the time maybe it did, Mahomes was had that happy feed and, and was having to look down and not looking downfield. And, 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 you know, it's hard to blame him in, in that sense. And then with the pass catchers and, and man coverage, there's a problem now uh, with, with them defeating man coverage. So they got to find some man beaters and some ways just to get into rhythm early. Uh, one of the things that we've seen from the Chiefs, I think, all year long, uh, has been slower starts or, you know, maybe they start fast and then all of a sudden taper off in the second quarter. It'd be nice for them to log just a, a full half where you're feeling good uh, about the offense and, and at least putting up three on every possession, trying to get six, right. But putting up three on every possession. Um, and I, you know, I, like I keep saying the same thing. I've been saying the same thing for five months now, uh, but if they play a clean game, they're a better team than the Bengals. They are. Um, but the chances of them playing a clean game, it, it just seems, um, 
less likely than them making a mistake or two or putting a turnover on the board, stuff like that. And, you know, really looking at this Bengals matchup, and I don't know how locked in Chiefs fans have been to this Cincinnati team this season, especially since Joe Burrow has gone down. But uh, cornerback Cam Taylor Britt was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. He's been on injured reserve, and he is by far the Bengals' best cornerback this season. So if he's able to go in this matchup, that could be a huge boost for their defense. But I think Chiefs fans look at this Bengals defense and, and think about like what it has done over the last couple of years with defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo being one of the bright spots in the NFL from a defensive coordinator position. And he has really done a lot with that Cincinnati unit over the last couple of years. But this season, their defense has not been the same. Um, obviously, they lost Jesse Bates in free agency, and Jesse Bates is having an all pro caliber season in Atlanta. Daxon Hill has not really stepped in uh, and and filled those shoes in the same way that Bates has in Atlanta. And then, you know, their cornerbacks, Cam Taylor Britt's been on IR. Chidobia Wuzier has taken a huge step back this season. Like they still have Trey Hendrickson, who's having a nice year. But overall, this Bengals defense has taken a huge step back this season. So on paper, this is actually a good bounce back spot for the Chiefs offense if they can just you know, not, not create turnovers uh, for no reason. If they can find a way to score some points, like this is actually a great matchup for the chiefs offense to try to get back on track because the Bengals have been getting burned by everybody, Pete. Yeah. I mean, I think these two games uh, are, are places where the chiefs, it, it is a matched up well to rebound. I just, it, it's going to be an interesting sequence of the next three to four weeks. I, I find, cause I, like my spidey sense is telling me that the chiefs are going to put it together on Sunday uh, and, and start making people feel better. Uh, and I think they find a way to also win that week 18 game if they need to. I mean, there are, is our scenarios here where they can get locked in those three. And this could be the last time we see the starters um, until the wild card weekend, which we know the chiefs will be participating in. And so um, I think they play well these next two weeks. I do think they find a way to win. Uh, I think should they not get matched up with the Buffalo bills in the wild card round, that's going to be another winnable game against an opponent that they can can defeat at home i think where it'll get interesting is that fourth week and you know say between now and then you have three wins or you win one game and maybe you rest the starters in week 18 and you win that second game i think people are going to be start to feel really good about the chiefs and it just you know can will they be able to keep that up in the divisional round the divisional round uh, is for me right now going to be I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to look ahead. I'm not trying to go around Andy Reid and Mahomes. I'd always like to take it day by day. But the divisional round is going to be the key test. Um, and so, you know, you want to feel good about yourself going into the playoffs. You want to be able to win that wild card game and get back to the final eight, you know, even without the bye. But it's like once they play that playoff contender that already won a playoff game or, or has managed to get to the, the second round, uh, can they – keep up the steam i think they're going to build here over the next uh three weeks remains to be seen it's going to be fascinating to watch this is the this is a the the chiefs team in the mahomes era that i think has the most questions entering the postseason you know and i know they didn't end up winning the super bowl every year but you you kind of entered knowing okay the chiefs are dangerous they're going to be one of these contenders where you know this year it's a little bit more interesting actually from a you know from a storyline standpoint they're a little bit up against the ropes going into it Still anyone's game. We've seen wildcard teams win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we have seen teams playing on wildcard weekend win the Super Bowl. It happens often. Uh, we've been fortunate to have the bye. Um, but, I, you know, there is time left. Uh, it's, it's what are the Chiefs going to do with it. 
I totally agree with you. I think the divisional round of the playoffs is where the true contending teams separate themselves from just the hopeful teams. And yeah, you just, you just hope like that's where, that's what I kind of see happening. And you just hope that if they are able to reverse it here and they do get three wins and they are feeling good about themselves, you know, we'll see in the divisional round, but you just hope that this, sequence here is not going to be false hope and then they reveal themselves later in like a divisional round or maybe even like an AFC title game. The, you know, th- this is going to be a, a team that's going to have to really play stake free. You know, they're not going to be able to turn the football over twice and win in the divisional round and beyond. And it's like, can they do that? That's going to be the storyline moving forward here for Kansas City. Well, and, and I guess my final thing then, Pete, is, you know, over these final two games of the season, you know, you're going up against backup quarterbacks and Jake Browning and Easton stick for the Los Angeles chargers. And the chargers have really just kind of shut it down this season. Like just all, all of their stars are basically on the shelf right now. Um, is there anything that this team can do over the final two games of the season? That's really going to make you feel more confident about them going into the playoffs at this point in the season. Because I think we're really seeing it right now with chiefs fans where it's just, yeah, we've hung it up for the year. Like we're not, we're we're just not going to win it all this year. We're not hopeful anymore. There's no optimism. Like it's just kind of get get through the season and get on to the off season. Well, you know, just you're. It's a product of the schedule. It, it, there there isn't a ton that the Kansas City could do to instill, I think, ultimate confidence in anybody. I think that would be different if, say, you had the Bills, say you had the Ravens, and say you had the Dolphins coming up, and you were able to win that game. That you know, I think that would give you a ton of confidence. There are. Ways to feel better, though, uh, you know, let's say, Steve, they 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 get through these two games with two wins, um, minimal turnovers, minimal penalties. And I think you see them win by, uh, you know, a touchdown or, or 10 points, that type of thing. They are better. They are still a better football team, I think, than the Cincinnati Bengals. They are still a better football team all around than the Los Angeles Chargers. So I guess my answer is like a havesy. You can feel a little bit better, you know, if they're putting together, you know, going into the postseason. But I, I, I don't think you're ever going to feel like this confidence maybe that you've had in previous seasons. And that's okay, right? Like then you can kind of live under the radar a little bit. Like I don't know how they keep doing it. Uh, but the Chiefs um, always seemingly find a way to, in some capacity, put themselves in this. Nobody believes in this uh, space, which has tended to work in the postseason. It tends to really motivate players and Kansas City's back where I guess it needs to be in that regard uh, as they look forward here. Yeah, I think for me, it's just just win these games. Um, you know, I don't right. – they're, they're both good matchups on paper for the Chiefs offense. Just look a little bit more competent. I don't expect them to drop 50 points in both of these games, but just look functional. Um, just give me a, a little sliver of hope that – Maybe you can put a little bit something together and then you get Patrick Mahomes to kind of lift you above and really look competitive in the playoffs. That's that's really all I care about as we wrap up the NFL regular season. But he's Pete Sweeney. Follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Stephen Sertz, where you can find me. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We'll hear from the coordinators later on this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that. And as I mentioned, the schedule's little weird this week, but we'll be back tomorrow morning with a fresh edition of Show and BK previewing this game on Sunday. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. We'll talk to you then.
Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premiere is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. The city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 